Welcome. You're listening to the Heritage Podcast. To learn more about Heritage, including meeting times and upcoming events, visit us online at www.heritageff.org. Now, let's get into today's podcast. Now, uh, open your Bibles with me over to the book of Matthew 14. But before we do that, I want to say this. Do you remember over there in the book of Acts, chapter 10, uh, it makes a statement in verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. That's your Jesus, that's my Jesus. And he went about doing good and healing. Now healing's good, but notice he said doing good and healing. Two things. Now healing, once again, is good. Healing is of God. But he went about doing good, looking to assist and and maintain uh, people's lives, give them peace when they didn't have it, wholeness when they didn't have it, hope when they didn't have it. And if they were sick, he healed them. That's Jesus. Now, healing you is God's manifestation of his power. I'm going to say that again. The healing you is God's manifestation of his compassion, of his mercy, of his extreme love that he has for you. Remember the scripture said that, uh, Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called sons of God. Man, what manner of love God has towards us. So in that verse of scripture, Acts 10, 38, we see that Jesus went about doing good, healing all all, A-L-L, all, all means all. In Hebrew, in Greek, in Aramaic, in, it, it means all. And so because of it, we can conclude that all includes you today. God wants you well. Now let me make a statement before we get into our text verse in Matthew. Jesus, the healer, lives and he lives in you and he lives in me. And if we're born of the spirit of God, washed in the blood and we're the new creation and old things passed away, then we have a confession to say, Jesus, the healer, lives in me. Jesus commanded us in Matthew 28 to go into all the world and preach the gospel. He said Raise the dead, heal the sick, lay hands on them. And he put the very spirit that raised Christ from the dead on the inside of us. Now, I'm about ready to minister to you this verse of scripture, but get this down on the inside of you. This this is crucial. Man, when I learned this, I realized how much God loves us. Now, remember, the healing comes to you Because of God's great compassion. God loves you. Now listen to this statement. Healing is not something to be debated. It is something to be demonstrated. The body of Christ must stop arguing with each other. And start demonstrating that Jesus Christ is in love with us. And does not desire anybody to be in any kind of malignant pain and force and virus and regardless of what you call it, God is not involved with that. Jesus Christ loves you and we need to know that. Now, 
Go to Matthew chapter 14 and let's look at, four, at verse 14. Oh man, this is a powerful verse, verse scripture. Watch this. And Jesus went forth and he saw the great multitude. Oh man, that's powerful. And was moved with compassion. Look at it. And was moved with compassion. He was moved with compassion toward them and he healed their sick. Let's read it again. Jesus went forth and saw the great multitude, was moved with compassion and healed their sick. Now with that verse, can I do this? Look at the verses with me. Look at that verse and let me pull some statements out of there. And watch this. Jesus, same verse, was moved with compassion. He healed their sick. Compassion moved and the sick were made well. Compassion moved. Yes, it said Jesus. Jesus was the compassionate one. Jesus was the loving one. He is the great I am. Jesus moved with compassion. Now, now, now stop with that. Now look at that verse. Jesus moved. Now think for just a moment with me about Genesis chapter 1. It said, and in the beginning, uh, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And uh, then in verse 2 it said, and the spirit of the Lord was upon the face of the and moved. But notice he moved, but nothing happened. He was moving. The Holy Spirit never stands still. The glory of God never stands still. The Holy Spirit was present in Acts 1-2. Acts 1-1 and Acts 1-2. He was present. He was moving. But nothing happened until God said. God said something. In Matthew 14, 14, words were spoken. It connected with Jesus. And Jesus stopped. Compassion rose up. And the sick were made well. Right where you're at right now, Jesus, the healer, is present. He is the compassionate one. And he heals your sickness and your disease. Whether you're in a hospital room, whether you're in a, in, a, in, a, in a situation where you've been hospitalized, you're in the bed, whether you're at home, whether you, you have had family lineage of sickness or disease, whether there's been some kind of break in your body, pain in your body, mind situation, migraine, headaches, blood diseases, the healer heals and moves in your direction. Right, right, right when I'm preaching to you right now, as I'm ministering this to you, the compassionate God is moving in your direction and healing is occurring. Oh, glory be to God. Now, it is the will of God to heal you. Get that together. It is God's will to heal you. Stop waiting for a manifestation to shout. Start receiving everything that God is. God he loves you. Do you recall when you accepted Jesus Christ to be the Lord of your life? Jesus, your Savior, moved in. Jesus, the Lord of Lords, moved in. Jesus, who conquered Satan, hell, and the grave, moved in. 
Jesus, the lover of your life, moved in. He is the healer and he heals you now in the name of Jesus. Listen to me close. You are healed now, not going to be. You are healed right now. Why? Because you can't stop the love of God. The compassion of God moved into motion. Now, God does not gain anything from your pain. God, God doesn't receive any glory for pain. God doesn't receive any kind of a credit because you were sick, because you got pain in your body somewhere, because you were in the hospital or are in the hospital. Listen, graze up, rise up, and walk and be strong in the name of Jesus. Everything, this is a good statement, everything God does is permanent. Salvation is permanent. Now, I understand that sometimes we can walk away from that, but salvation is permanent. Jesus died on the cross. That was permanent. His blood was shed. That's permanent. He defeated Satan. That is permanent. Jesus loves you. That is permanent. Salvation is permanent. Redemption is permanent. God's love is permanent. Therefore, your healing is permanent. Your divine health is permanent. Divine life is permanent. Oh yeah, God is permanent. He is everlasting. He's the one who was, is, and is to come. Alpha and Omega. That's who He is. Now, we must know that it's God's plan for us to be healthy and wealthy. We got to know this. You can't guess it. You got to know it. You can't let time or other situations like say, well, you know, I, I, I believe God for healing and some family member got sick. That had nothing to do with God and his will for God. God loves you. God is who he said he is. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change. So you can't change his directive. But we live in this natural body. This is the temple of the Holy Ghost. We'll talk about that in just a moment. This is the, the very place God moved into when you got born again. So permanent is the name of Jesus. And when you speak out of the abundance of your heart, rivers of healing and miracles, signs and wonders cover you. You're engulfed with it. It, it manifests over you and you see yourself blessed and healed. Go over to Matthew 20. Stay in the same book, but go to Matthew chapter 20 for just a moment. Matthew's gospel, the 20th chapter. And, uh, and let's look at this in verse 30. Matthew 20, 30 and verse 34. Let, let's, let's review this verse. Man, it's powerful. And behold, two blind men sitting by the wayside when they heard Jesus pass by, cried out, saying, Have mercy, have compassion on us, O Lord, thou Son of David. And the multitude rebuked them, because they should hold their peace. And watch this. I love this. But they cried more, saying, Have mercy on us, have compassion on us. And and watch this, O oh Lord, the son of David. And Jesus stood still. He called them 
and said, What will you that I should do unto you? And they said unto him, They said, Lord, that our eyes may be open. And Jesus had mercy on him. Jesus had compassion on him. Mercy is compassion. God is merciful. Compassion is mercy released towards you. Mercy is compassion received by you. Compassion is when you allow God's love to go. You know that God loves us so much, and yet there's multitudes of people that say, well, I don't know if God loves me or not. They're not receiving His mercy. His mercy endures for a thousand generations. That's compassion. you got to know that God loves you. God is a God of love. Some people have a hard time with that statement. But God loves you right where you're at. I don't care what you've done in your life. You may be right now an alcoholic, but God's mercy can end that right now. You may be addicted to heroin or addicted to some kind of opiate. God can, can wipe away and remove that addiction right now. I, it doesn't matter what it is. You, you may be addicted to a variety of other things. However, God is greater. God is, is directing His mercy or His compassion towards you. These men cried out. Now, now look at what they said. Verse 30, two blind men. There were two blind men, two of them. And they were together. Now, I don't know how long they've been blind. The Bible doesn't tell us that. We don't know at this point in this verse of Scripture, their names. We don't know how old they were. We have no knowledge of family history, who their parents were. We don't know if they were married, not married. We don't know if they had children, don't know. Here's what we know. They're blind, and there are two of them. And we also get this. Uh, this, this, this statement, this one three-letter word is so powerful. And that was this. Men. M-E-N. Men. The Bible didn't call them animals. The Bible didn't call them nothing. The Bible never addressed them as worthless as unproductive. The Bible never, ever addressed them as being to society a blemish or unworthy to know. The Bible never did. It called them men. That is honorable. I don't care what you may be going through, what kind of pain. I don't care where you're at, male, female, whatever the situation might be. I don't care if you're 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80. Stop attaching age to the blessing. Stop attaching all the sickness and the diseases that are around the world today and claiming them as yours. Maybe you had something go on. Maybe you were in the military and lost a limb. You didn't lose you. You didn't lose your nature. You didn't lose the fact that you're a man, that you're a woman. God addresses you with dignity. And you got to see that. Compassion raises you up. It causes your shoulders to be held back and your head to held high. And you should walk with a strong step. We have a pastor to have my leg amputated. Well, then whatever you're using, whether it's a crutch, if you're in a wheelchair, sit up high in that thing. Don't bend over. Sit up high and recognize God dignifies you. God honors you. God blesses you. 
God thinks highly of you. Then he paid a price for you, the blood of Jesus. There is nothing on this planet collectively you could put together that would match the price that Jesus paid for you. Two blind men. I want to do the same thing I did over there in, in chapter 7. Two blind men heard Jesus pass by. They cried out saying, have mercy on us. And Jesus, number one, stood still. Their cry of faith, even though it was minimal, got the attention of Jesus, the merciful one. And then compassion, the mercy, the healer, the miracle worker, the deliverer called them. I'm telling you right now, God's calling you into the prayer closet. God's calling you to throne room relationship. God said, come on boldly to the throne where you will find grace and mercy in time of need. Come on to Jesus, man. Come on to Jesus. Get in that bed. If, if you can't do anything else but put a finger up, then do that. Jesus, call on him. He, Jesus stood, called, and said. God spoke the word. He spoke the word. Well, you may not hear him audibly, but if you go to the word, he's talking to you. He called. He's saying something. He's saying something. He was wounded for your transgressions, bruised for your iniquity, chastised by your peace on him by the strike. He said something. You're healed. And then Jesus said this, what will ye that I do? You got to name it. What do you want God to do? I've oftentimes said this about these men. They could have said, we want the best seeing eye dogs in the whole community so we can get around. Or we want the best begging place so we get a lot of money even though we're blind. We'd rather just be rich and blind. We, we just, you know, people give all the time in that spot. Get us that one spot. No, they said together, collect together, one voice, wherever two more agree. One voice. That we may see. Open our eyes. Open our eyes. That we, and, and watch this. And Jesus had compassion, touched their eyes, and immediately their eyes received sight. And this is the powerful part. They followed him. See, most people that get manifestations, demonstrations, get a heat, they don't follow God. They don't stay with it. You got to stick with it. Man, the church you go to is a matter of life and death. If you got healed in a church, stay. Man, if you got ministered to stay where the words of life are. Now, the compassion of the Lord never fails. Never fails. Therefore, your health cannot fail. Ah, oh, listen to that. Your health cannot fail. I didn't say healing. Your health. And so when sickness tries to come, it's attacking your health. We should be, instead of saying, I want to be healed, I am healthy. And whatever is attacking my body, I receive healing so I can stay healthy. If I can stay healthy, I can serve my living God. Now, compassion is established and it is the power of the covenant which is enforced by words of love. Words of love. Anytime you and I speak the word, it comes back. Go to John 14. John 14 makes a statement, and uh, this is very important. He said in this verse of scripture, 
He said, I, I am um, desirous. Watch I will pray the Father. Verse 16. And he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but you know him. He, now what, oh, this is powerful. He dwelleth with you and shall be in you. That word shall occurred on the day of Pentecost. So I could say it this way now, correctly in this hour that I'm in. He dwells with me and he dwells in me. He dwells with me and he dwells in me. Oh, and if Jesus, by the virtue of the Holy Spirit, dwells with me and dwells in me, then the healer is with me and the healer is in me. The miracle work of power of God is with me and the miracle working power of God is in me. Amen. Glory be to God. And if he's with me, then bursitis can't be with me and be in me. Arthritis cannot be in me. Uh, blood pressure, low, high blood pressure, sugar diabetes cannot be with me and cannot be in me. I say in the name of Jesus, no brain aneurysm can be with me and it can't be in me. Loss of eyesight can't be with me and it can't be in me. Loss of hearing, loss of speech, loss of smell. I say in the name of Jesus Christ, whom I serve, that low immune system and respiratory systems that are in danger cannot be with me and cannot be in me. Why? Because Jesus the great I am, my Savior and my Lord of Lords and the King of Kings is with me and He is in me. The great Messiah is with me and He is in me. El Shaddai is with me and He is in me. Jehovah Jireh is with me. Jehovah Jireh is in me. Jehovah Rapha is with me and Jehovah Rapha is in me. The Spirit of Truth comes out when we speak that out. Now, this is the powerful truth that we all of us got to get in the midst of challenges, in the midst of all of this. We are, now listen to this, we are connected to the life of God as well as residing in the life of God. Whatever, oh my God, listen to this. Whatever cannot infect virus, diseases, whatever cannot infect the body of Jesus Christ cannot infect you because you are in Christ Jesus. So if it can't infect him, if virus can't infect the throne, it cannot infect who enthrones you. Oh man, this body is the vessel. What? Paul said, know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, the and he dwells on the inside of you. Well, if it can infect God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, then it cannot infect you. There had never been one sick angel. They're fallen angels. But the ones that remain with God, not one sick one. Not one diseased one. Heaven is full of life. The life of God. You've been raised up with Christ. You are seated with him in heavenly places. You are far above all principalities and powers. Now listen close. 
Therefore, you're above sickness. You're above COVID-19. You're above any disease. The life that you're now living right now is free of sorrow, free of sickness, free of diseases in the name of Jesus. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 6. Let's let's wrap this up here today. Man, this is so powerful. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19, King James Version said, I, like the, I quoted it already, but I want you to see it. What? I like that. With a question mark. You've got to put a big question. What? In other words, are, are, are you, don't you know who you are? I know who I am. Now watch this. Know you not that your body, your flesh, your body, is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you. You ought to say that. The Holy Ghost is in me. The Comforter is here. The Intercessor is here. The Advocate is here. The Creator, the one who manifested in, they went to work on words when God said, let there be, He created it. That's on the inside. So when you say, I'm healed by the glory of God, and you start quoting, the Holy Ghost starts going to work. All oh, every cell in your body comes alive. What? Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? Well, did you? which you have of God, and you are not your own. You are bought with the price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit. Now I want you to declare this. I want you every day to say this. Declare the word of God over your body. Do it now. I declare the word over my life. I declare the word over my family. I understand that this world has tribulation, but this world was not created by God. We are not the affliction, afflicted ones. I refuse to be in distress. I refuse to have mental anguish. I will not submit myself to any virus connected to this world. I reject diseases that were born and originated from the fallen state of this world. Praise God for it. Now listen close. Every sickness is an evil violation to the body. All sickness, John G. Lake said this, is nothing more than progressive death, so I don't accept death. I shall live and not die. It was never, has never, and will never be part of God's plan for your life. That's why you should treat sickness as a stranger that has no rights to occupy your body. Your vessel is fit for the master's use. If you're using your vessel for the master, you must reject, refuse, and if necessary, then shout no. No, to any and all symptoms in your body. Healing is always God's will because you have a divine health covenant with Almighty God. It is the covenant right for you to be well. Amen. So stop struggling with it. Be Pray about it. Allow the Spirit of God to get on the inside of you. Now let me say this to you. God does not allow healing to manifest in your body so that you'll love Him. God heals you because He loves you. 
He loves you. Now, in the course of that, you ought to love God, but He didn't do it so that you could love Him. That's like saying, well, you know, I, I, I love my child, and, uh, but I want them to love me more, so I guess I'll give them $100, and they'll love me more. And tomorrow I'll give them another 100 and they'll love me more. No, God don't work that way. God just loves. God loves you. God cares about you. God loves people right now that don't even know God loves them. There are people walking who've walked away from God. Do you have people that the term is backslidden? Who knew God, went to church, and served God, served in ministry. We got preachers that walked away from God. Living out in skid rows across our nation. And serving their flesh. And in the course of it, God still loves them. And all they need to do is just turn around. There are multitudes of prodigals and the Father's waiting for them. Don't you ever judge a prodigal. Don't you ever backbite, gossip, or put down one of these that have walked away because God's still reaching out to them. His blood purchased them and His mercy's reaching out to them. Don't, don't you get in the way of the mercy of God. You'll find yourself on an dangerous place. Amen. You don't like somebody and they were serving God and they walked away. You don't like them. Stop posting it everywhere. Why don't you get on your knees and serve God and pray about it. Intercede. Why are you always, oh, did you hear about so-and-so? Why don't you go to God let God tell you to shut up and let's talk about something else? you got no business in somebody else's backyard. you got to take care of your own. That's mercy. And if you keep talking about others, you're going to find that healing takes longer to get. Manifest in your life. Now, now we've got to realize that. We've got to realize healing is at work in your body. Last statement I want to make to you is this. And uh, this is the day the Lord hath made. You know that verse. So in this day I declare, I am a beneficiary of all God has provided for me when he paid the, paid the price for me. So I say out of the abundance of my heart, I allow my mouth to vocalize it. That the healing power of God is moving right now in every organ of my body. My body right now as I speak is being saturated with words of healing and miracles and signs and wonders. So that I could be strong and serve the living God. In Jesus name I am. Totally healed, totally restored, and I am a servant of the Most High God. And I say, in my healed body, here I am, send me. Glory be to God. This is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I command you to be well. Father, everyone that's at the, listening to this, I say, you're their healer. Right where they're at, the, the healing power of God is released and moving in their midst. Just like in Scripture, the healing was present to heal them. I believe healing because you're the healer. You're present in healing. Wherever two or more agree, well, I agree with them in the name of Jesus. I heard Brother Jesse Duplantis say this. He said, I'll be your number two if you don't got nobody else. Well, I'll be your number two. I agree with you in Jesus' name. Healing is for you right now. 
Man, I remember years back, my spiritual father, Dr. Ed Dufresne, first made this statement. He was the first one I heard make it. Maybe others said it. He was the first one I ever heard say this. And I've gravitated, I grabbed that. And man, he taught me well with that. That healing, man. I used to watch that healing anointing on him. I could tell when that anointing was coming on him, lay hands on people. I saw so many miracle signs of wonder in the ministry. But he made this statement. The healer's in the house. Oh, man, he shouted that one time in the middle of his preaching. The healer's in the house. Boy, it just took me back. Well, well now we know that wherever, wherever he, wherever two or more guys in our midst, I, I got that. Jesus is the healer. But when he said it, oh, man, a revelation came. And that revelation still growing. So while I minister to you, let me shout it to you. The healer's in your house right now. Oh, praise God. So rise and be healed in the name of Jesus. He loves you. Praise God for it. If you were encouraged by today's message and believe it would be uplifting to others, then be sure to rate us and hit subscribe. To experience more of Heritage, visit us at www.heritageff.org. Again, thank you for listening to the Heritage Podcast today. And remember, Jesus is Lord.